Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theatres, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Uh, today's guest, we've actually been chasing for many years, uh, but here she is today. Um, she's the woman who's made cleaning into something that everyone is fascinated by and wants to do. Like, I watch her and I'm like, I'm going to go pick up a sponge. I'm going to go clean that thing that I've been leaving forever. Um, she also has the most incredible animals to add to her collection of, uh, of beautiful things to look after. Uh, she has two gorgeous little boys, uh, Ronnie and Lenny. It is, of course, Sophie Hinchliffe, Mrs Hinch. Hi! <laughs> Thank you for that. Now, that was an intro. Gosh, I need to, I need to up my game. <laughs> well, you don't, I Thank mean, you. It's one of those things where people have children and you're like, oh, God, they're so, so busy. But you've also now, you've got a lot of animals that you've added to this mix. Oh, do you know what? There is, um, it's a hell of a lot. There's a lot going on. But also, I must add, I do hibernate away a lot. So when people are like, can you come and do this? Can you come and do that? I, I instantly freeze. And then I'm like, it's time to hibernate. Do you think my, saying I, no I, then? Do you think saying no to all that other noise is the key so that you can actually no, focus... I, I think this year, something that I really, really want to do is push myself to do more things like this. Right. And I was straight away, I was like, right, I absolutely love your podcast as it is. And I, I said, like, can I can I try one that I know that I'm going to be able to feel really comfortable on and have a nice chat on? And I was yeah. like, gee, you need to get on with Jen. <laughs> and I was like, oh, OK. So thank you for having me, first of all, because I know that I'm, um, I hibernate away a lot, as people say, Um but that's like, a good she... thing, though, I think, oh, especially I when if you think, like, your followers and everything, it just felt like you exploded. And to have suddenly have all those eyes on you, I think it's good to kind of protect yourself in a way and, and kind of go, well, actually, I'm going to wait until I feel ready or safe to share those parts of me. I guess so. I guess so. But do you know what the, the strange thing is? And I can see... I can see others' views on it, that I'm OK to sit there and chat away and do whatever to 
4.67 million people on my phone. But why, when it comes to me sitting live somewhere or going on something or something, like all of a sudden I freeze. It's like, I, I don't feel like when I'm chatting on my phone that I'm talking to that number of people or I'm yeah. sharing my life with that number of people. I genuinely feel like I'm just in a giant WhatsApp group or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not until you go and do something, you know, out in the big world where you're like, okay, oh gosh, this is real. Um, that, that's the only way I can explain it. But also and, that's um, your safe space, safe space that you've created it, to dive yeah. into someone else's, even though they might say it's a safe space, it's theirs. So yeah. it does make sense that it, there's that little bit of unfamiliarity. You know, you each, are... Each, each have their own, don't they? Each their own. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you're here now, and I'm chuffed that you're here. Because you obviously now, because if, if you'd have come on years ago, then we, we wouldn't be able to speak about Hinge Farm. Oh my gosh, I know my new my new venture, shall we say? Yes. <laughs> my never ending ideas that Jamie's like, my husband's saying, oh please, what's next? No, please, let's just stop. <laughs> we don't need this. And I'm just like, but we do. Like, let's do this. We live once. Let's go for it. And thank you to my followers and to my the support that I have on my platform. It's enabled us to be able to absolutely just live our dreams like this. And I feel like sharing it with everyone is everyone's just on the whole journey with me, if that yeah. sounds mad. And we're all yeah. really having fun with it. And I'm learning a lot along the way about all different types of animal poo and mud. And, uh, but isn't that fascinating it. <laughs> in itself, the fact that you, you are, you know, you love things being clean or you love cleaning things. So I guess in, in essence, actually, you've got to love things getting dirty first for you to be able exactly to clean them. Exactly that, exactly that, which Is people that... I think get so wrong. Right, okay. They say, oh, everything's got to be so clean for her. She loves everything spotless and everything. And... um a lot of my followers will know this, but I've never ever claimed to be like a, a professional cleaner. I, yeah. I, I just enjoy cleaning things. I really get a enjoyment from it. So yeah. for me, to to move to um, our new house where we are able to have animals and what I call maybe a little pet, more of a petting farm, hey, than a big massive farm, <laughs> but um, it's it's been incredible and I've had more stuff to clean. So win-win. <laughs> You're not just standing outside the room going, I'm going to leave it another week so the dust gathers so oh, I get more satisfaction. Don't. But it's interesting. So I've been looking up chickens and stuff. I've been looking at them for a while. And actually, um, one of the big fox deterrents is alpacas or llamas. Yes. So I, I've yes. been saying to Tom, we have to get chickens and then we do have to get alpacas because they'll keep the foxes away. There are so many people out there that I, when I see, when I do sort of uh, venture out the house, they say... Oh, because of you, my wife wants alpacas. Oh, my gosh, because of you, my wife... And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, it's gone from all these cleaning products they've got in their house, now they want these alpacas and these chickens. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry, but sharing it is so fun. And I've loved I've loved alpacas, um, a.k.a. floofs, as I call them, since I was so young. And yeah. never in a million years would I think I'd actually have three, just who I can actually see right now, just literally strolling around outside, Um it's, it was a video the other day of them coming into the utility room. I was like, I, I love that. <gasps> they they do come in. They uh, Jamie's like, this is is this right? Like he was trying to put his boots on, and then Roy, my biggest alpaca, just strolled into the utility and was just sniffing his boots, like, hmm, what are these? <laughs> but I love them. I'm, I'm so grateful to have them. They make me so happy. They make me happy. Did really you grow do. up in the country or anything like that? Where did what was your childhood like? Um, I've always lived in the same town that I'm in now. I've never actually ventured anywhere sort of very. Uh, hectic or busy it's yeah. quite a small town right. um, um i'm close to a large sort of city center and things yeah. but this is like quite a, a quiet village town i went to school here all my best friends my closest friends Aww. are here um and i've never moved from here so when this house actually came up for sale i was in a lot of shock because i've been driving past this house with my parents since i was like nine <laughs> um and we used to always drive past it and say, oh, we just wonder, you know, you know, wonder who lives in there. You know, you're just a bit of a nose and just yeah. go, oh, I wonder who lives in that house or, oh, and I've always driven past it and it's always been my favourite house in, in the village, like, you know, um, and never thought it would ever, ever come up for sale, ever. Um, and when we got this call to sale, there's this property that's come up here and we were like, no. <laughs> Me and Jamie looked at each other and we said it can't be because we'd already looked into the property years ago and knew everything about it because we yeah. were just being because we were being nosy, if I'm honest. <laughs> um so when we turned up to view the house, I knew that I knew the gentleman's name who lived here, I knew how long it had been built for, I knew what it was before 
the house was on the grounds, like everything. And I think he was a little bit like, uh, are you okay? Like, and I was really fangirling. I was like, I know about you because you're the one that lives in that house that I've <laughs> literally looked at since I was little. Um, so to cut a long story short, to be here I, it is, uh, is madness for me. Even when I just drive, I can't the drive. I'm like, this isn't mine, is it? <laughs> yeah, I love it. What was your childhood like? Um, I'm a very homely girl. I'm sort of attached to my mother's hip even now. I get a lot I of... I love her. that. And, and your oh. mum and your dad have such a huge role in your life. It's that really, really clear do. to see, yeah. Huge. Um, I've always been, as opposed to a going out-out person, I would rather have stayed at home and had a Chinese with my mum and dad, you know, and that sort of person. Um, always have been, but... yeah. But then um, I think it, you get to a point as well when I, I got to a bit of a teenage years where boys come on the scene and you was like, oh, I can't, I need to get out now. I used to go out and do these little parties and things. But I was there thinking, I'm really not enjoying this, but I know mm. that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. It was that sort of... Yeah. But, um, and then it got it got to a point where, um, which I, I think you hit a, a stage in your life where you realise that whatever it is that you want to do that makes you feel good inside is what you should do as opposed yeah. to just sort of following everything else. Mm -hmm. So that's sort of where the being at home with my mum my and dad, like literally all the time came from. Um, and my dad worked away from home a lot, so it was me and my mum a hell of a lot. And I see a lot of comments now, is Mrs Hinch ever without her mum? Like, does Mrs Hinch <sighs> actually, does her mum live with her? And I'm like, no, she doesn't. She lives down the road, Yeah. don't get me wrong, but um. If I get the chance to see my mum every day, which I'm very blessed to, I will. And, uh, you know, and I hope one day me, my boys will be like that with me and I won't get chucked out of the house or something. So <laughs> when you like... were younger, though, did that make you look ahead to you being a mum? Did that make you want to be a mum? Did that make you think about the relationships that you would have with your children? Oh, 100%. I, I really would love to think that the boys would... Um, see me as I see my mum yeah. would, would be incredible. Maybe not rely on me as much because I'm literally like, mum, 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 do I put salt in this? Is pepper in that? Flour? Like, I don't know. Like, I'm on the phone to my mum if, if she's not here. Yeah. Um, but she is like a, a mother to my husband as well, literally. They're, they're also so, so close. So between, the, between us, we're a real team. And I hope to have that for my children as yeah. they grow up. And did you, did you think of a family when you were younger? Did you think, when I grow up, I want to be a mum? If I'm perfectly, perfectly honest, there was a stage when all... Because I went to school with her, five of my best friends, and we're still best friends now, so we've still got, like, our clique, you know, like our group That's lovely, school. yeah. Um, and we're still the best of friends now, and they all became mums before me. I was the last one. So I... Um, I spent a lot of time with being able to sort of hold their babies and experience their sort of ups and downs and the highs and the lows and yeah. listening to the stories that some were, like hell I was like oh gosh I don't think I could ever do that some when as soon as I see them I was like I need to be a mum yeah um so for me I was the last of us five um to have to have which a baby which is difficult so but I, someone's always got to be the last one last, someone's exactly, always got to be the first someone's always got to be the last or just not you know exactly but I did think to myself at one point I think I'm happy to live through my best friends here with their babies and yeah. and didn't actually feel a pressure of feeling oh I've got to have got to have children now but um Jamie has has always wanted to be a dad he's always wanted to have children and a lot of children and when we met <laughs> I did make it clear to him that I'm in no rush to have kids right um, and there's a quite a big age gap between me and Jamie there's 12 years right so I say big uh it doesn't feel like there is an I, age gap yeah I, yeah I don't but yeah it closes eventually doesn't it you're yeah. like okay we're both getting on now so that's that um <laughs> but we um Jamie it was like oh yeah he, he's always been very open to children ASAP or later or whenever and we got married, and then I was like, yeah, I'm ready, girls. And they were like, go for it. Yes. <laughs> um, so it was like that. Never never really felt like it was a pressure, but then I had one, and then obviously Lenny came along. Lenny yeah. wasn't planned, bless his heart. Oh, really? um, <laughs> so now we've got two very 22 months apart, which is a lot harder than I thought it would be, but also amazing at the same time. Yeah, my my top two, they are 23 months apart, and it is. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Both Please boys as well. Oh my gosh, please tell me I'm not alone here with the fighting. Oh, the, honestly, oh my it gosh. is continuous, even now. Like, they can't walk past each other without a leg or an arm coming out. However, I've recently been on holiday uh, and I was walking past uh, a, a family with older boys. They must have been yeah. in their early 20s. The mum and dad were on a sun lounger reading their books or a newspaper or whatever, and both boys were wrestling. They were properly okay. fighting, headlocks. It's never going to leave us. 
No, is it not? No. That petrifies me. <laughs> that actually petrifies me. <laughs> I, I just to... love the fact that that mum and dad weren't paying any attention. They weren't saying get off. It was just like clearly decades of them just <laughs> rolling around with each other. They were just like, whatever. And it was, it. it's now a case of that is just what happens. That's the norm. And it's unless so they come hard. Up to us, it, it is hard. Like, I felt... I got to a point where I was like, oh, my gosh, I feel like all I'm doing is, is telling them off at one yeah, point. like just a referee. Because, yeah, like, please don't, please don't pull his hair or look, let's share that. Let's not, let, like, constant. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, wow. Like, and I was obviously on Instagram, my platform's a bit of a mix of everything. So yeah. I could cover a lot of, like, cleaning. It could be animals one day, cleaning the next, children, parenthood. And then when, obviously, I had the boys or when I had Ronnie, I entered this whole new community on Instagram that I was hit with like a ton of bricks. I and was people like, have opinions, Whoa, so they can be really gosh, quite... don't they? Like, yeah. I wasn't really... A, I thought... I honestly was so naive and uh, was like, oh, I'm part of the this mum club now. Like, let's all just be friends and, and, and everything's amazing. And then it wasn't until my agent at the time sat down and went, yeah, we, we, we need to talk about this because there are some things that is actually very heavily opinionated that's either best to A, avoid, or B you know, not not talk about. And I was like, this is madness. Like, surely yeah. as mothers, as as carers, as, as, you know, we should all be helping each other through what I find sometimes really, really tough. Can you remember um, finding out that you were pregnant with Ronnie? Yes, yes. Uh, my mum actually uh, knew before me. <laughs> <laughs> she went to me, she looked at me as if to say so. If I was like, what? She went, um... Do you want to do a pregnancy test? I was like, why? What were you doing? I don't, she just said I had a different look. I don't know. I have absolutely <laughs> no idea. And she just said something's different. Like she said, she's she, she, her words were to me. I think you should. And I was like, oh, mum, you know, whatever, you know. And I went home and picked one up. From, I remember I picked one up from the shop on the way home. And then I was I rang one. And then I, I remember I tried to phone my mum, and she didn't answer the phone. So I drove to her house and was knocking on the door. Like this, hadn't even told Jamie at this point. Just literally was left him in the lounge and left the house. And she was like, I was right, wasn't I? I said, Mom. She was like, I was right, it's okay, come here. And like, I was like, how did you know? She said it was your your your, not your face, your cheeks. I was like, what, bigger? Or like different colour? Like, what was it? She was like, it was just you. She went, I knew. And uh, I thought that was a really magical sort of um Yeah. Intuition. I don't know how, how yeah, really that that really stuck with me. Um and it happened again with my second as well, which was absolutely hilarious. So clearly she's some sort of uh, pregnancy psychic. I don't quite know. <laughs> <laughs> but first time round, you said earlier that you were, you know, you knew that that's what you were you were hoping to to fall pregnant. Yes. And second quite, time, yeah. second time round was quite the surprise. Yes, second time round was, was was quite the surprise. I um, I was quite shocked. But looking back now, it was the perfect time because. At this age gap, even though now it is, it's probably the hardest it's been with the two of them at yeah. this stage right now. I'm when I know that when I do see those glimpses of friendship and the glimpses of holding each other's hands and hugging each other and helping each other up, and it's okay, Lenny, or it's okay, Ronnie. I, my oh. whole heart just—I've never felt anything like it. So I'm hoping if this, if that grows even yeah. more. It's just the right time. Everything happens for everything happens for a reason, doesn't totally. it? Totally. My, my third is the, the same world. as you, by the way. My third was the same. A complete really? utter shock. Yeah, shock. Yeah. 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 I thought we'd wait another couple of years, and then oh I was sat on the sofa, and I was suddenly really, really cold. And the heating was on. I had a blanket around me. So like, why am I so cold? Like internally cold. It's like I haven't felt like this since I was pregnant with Buddy. <gasps> oh I'm my like, god! All of a sudden, <laughs> no, I can't. It's that feeling, isn't it? Of oh my gosh. Yeah. And then I was checking my app because I always had an app on my phone to track, you know, your periods and your cycles and things like that. I find them really sort of reassuring. I like, I just like them. I think they're really good. And I was like, oh gosh, yeah, it is late. What were your pregnancies like? Pregnancies. So Ronnie's very difficult, very, very difficult. I had a lot of health issues. I have a blood condition anyway, so my blood clots really, really easily. But, um, so I had stents fitted and I had a blood clot just before I fell pregnant with Ronnie. So I was on a, under a high-risk sort of pregnancy, was consultancy-led and things like that, just to make sure that I didn't get a blood clot whilst pregnant because yeah. that's obviously 
not great. He was also very, very low into more or less what felt like my hips. I'm not, I, I have no idea. He was, um, it wasn't straightforward. Um, I also had to have a, a blood transfusion when pregnant because my, my whole body just wasn't, it felt like it didn't work for to have a baby. I felt really let yeah. down. I felt like I let myself down. I was like, why is my body not doing what, what apparently it's supposed to do? And it's really, and it's one of those feelings where you feel like, what's wrong with me? You really. It must do. have been scary being told that you'd need to have a blood transfusion. Like that, that yes. that's a big thing. Yeah, yeah. But just the fact that I was pregnant, I was just literally just counting my lucky stars every single day, and was so blessed. And but then obviously you all of a sudden when you you hear these issues and you're like, right, you need to come in now. Um, blood transfusion we need to induce you early you need to be you need to give birth at this particular hospital because the blood team are there and all of a sudden you've gone I just couldn't and I was losing a lot of weight when I was pregnant as well so as opposed to putting on and mm. oh it was just it was a pregnancy that um you know when you when they say when one thing goes wrong little things just keep going wrong it was yeah. one of those sorts of pregnancies so when they said okay as soon as we can I think it was 37 or 30 37 weeks, um, I was induced straight away as soon as I could uh, and they, they they got run out as soon as they could. Um, Did it affect how you could give birth as well? Um, I just wasn't allowed pain relief. Right. Um, that was it. Luckily, I'm very grateful I naturally gave birth naturally. But they where he was sitting, they couldn't, probably, too, probably TMI, but they couldn't actually examine me or know how far gone dilated I was or anything. Right. I don't know where he was in my body. He was somewhere in my back, I think, or somewhere, but they couldn't, they couldn't. So they never knew how far gone I was. So I couldn't have any pain relief. Just Did in you case do hidden birthing or anything like that to, to help no, you through? No, I just, I, I, and I, I was too nervous to go to any of the classes with other people. I just, so it was, um, oh, I probably about four or five hours from when I was induced, which isn't, which I think is quite quick. Yeah. But it was just so strong. And I was like, I need anything something and then the gas and air was making me feel sick and they said look you can have some gas and air and I was like but that makes me sick they said we can't have anything else so I just ended up taking the gas and air tube and just chewing on it I remember just using it as like a <laughs> like a like a baby chew yeah literally literally like a dog like with a, a bone I was like this um but um, Ronnie's pregnancy but the birth was 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 um straightforward very very lucky and Len's pregnancy was a completely different kettle of fish very very enjoyable did you feel um, nervous going into it because of what had happened previously? I was just, I was so prepared for that level of pain. I'll be honest. I was just so prepared for that. I was nervous because I knew what the pain was like. Yeah. And also nervous thinking, if they can't examine me again, I'm not going to be able to have any pain relief again. And, and, and but it was the not knowing. Yeah. So that when I got, had to get induced as well with Lenny, um, and I was in a little side room in reception waiting for, for them to sort of, they'd induced me and they said, right, it's going to take a while, just relax, whatever, whatever. And all of a sudden I was like, no, this isn't going to take a while. I was like, something's not quite right here. I said, I know this feeling. They said, right, we'll examine you again. I was like, we don't know how far. I was like, what is wrong with me then? Like, what is going on? They said, you don't need to go to the labour ward yet. You know, we've only just induced you. Surely not. I was like, but I've had one. I know what this. I, yeah, I, need, I feel like I that need sensation, to push. Sensation, yeah. Like you know, don't you? Once yeah. you've had one, you know when the baby's coming, and mm -hmm. all of a sudden they were like, oh, oh gosh, okay. So I didn't even make it to the labour ward. They didn't get me there on time. <laughs> so where did you give birth? In the in the side in the reception side room. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I was crying like I told you so. And they were like. We are so sorry. And obviously, again, I was meant to be a consultancy-led high-risk pregnancy because of my blood condition and yeah. if I hemorrhage or because I bleed so easily. When I bleed, I don't stop bleeding, basically, because I'm on blood thinners. So they mm -hmm. were sort of very, um, again, high-risk because of Ron's pregnancy. So it was scary. And, and and I sort of shouted, can I go to the labour ward now? Because I, I could see the head. And they said, no, no, it's too late. We're going to have to try and bring the labour ward somehow here. So don't worry, just stay where you are. Baby's nearly out anyway, and I'm just in this room with nothing around me that looks like labour yeah. stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, no, Yeah, 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 just a room. Just a room. It was a room. Uh, um, and then it was around COVID time as well, obviously. Like, So there were still some restrictions. And I remember from the, from the room I was in, I could see the double doors near the reception and Jamie just standing there with his face like this at the door because no! obviously he could he could hear me screaming and he's going that's my wife let me in that's my wife and they're like we can't um, partners can't come in until they're on the labour ward and he was like but 
but that's my wife screaming and I can and I know that that scream isn't she needs to go to the labor ward then like yeah hello and it got to a point where the where they could then be like oh, okay baby's coming they said yep let him in and they let him in so eight minutes baby was there Jamie was there for um and he was he was more frustrated about the whole thing than anyone he was yeah. really um really I say angry is the wrong word but just like very I, he wanted to have been there to stand yeah. there, he said, and watch your wife. And you can sort of hit to be able to stand there and hear your wife, knowing that you need to be in there. But because of this rule of you have to wait till the labour ward mm -hmm. was in place, he couldn't be with me. Well, and here's your but support. So yeah. hearing you scream and not being able to do anything about it or That's just it. Yeah. Be, hold your hand or something has got to be really infuriating. He was also going to not miss the, the birth of his yeah. son. Like he was, but. The mad thing is, is technically I should have been on the labour ward. So I said to them, that, and then when the ba even when baby was almost out, they were like, "But it's not the labour ward." I was like, "But this is my labour room now, <laughs> so surely he can come in just because it's technically a reception side room." Yeah. Um, so yeah, never never got there. If I'm honest, I don't know what it was like second time round. He just that happened. So um, <laughs> eventful. At least it wasn't at the desk or anything. Yeah, or it wasn't on, you know, the M25 or anything no, like that. Exactly. It was in a room and he was delivered very safe and well. Um, and that's obviously all that matters. But at the time, when I look back at it and if you want a birth story, I was like, yeah, reception. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> like, yeah, did tell you. Told you he was coming out. Um, what was it like meeting Ronnie for the first time? Because obviously that's the first time, I think, I think with your, your first, it's the first time you felt what a newborn, fresh out of the box baby feels like. And there's nothing like it. Now, holding other oh people's babies is not, not the same as, as holding a newborn. I just remember thinking, he's so hot. That was my first thing. I was like, oh my gosh, he's so warm. Like, why is he so hot? Like, what, what's, what's happened? And then I was such, I was shaking so much. I was, um, my mum was there, bless shock, bluff her heart. My mum was there with me and Jamie and um, she and my sister, actually. Somehow I managed to have that money in the room at the time. Don't know what happened. Um, but she said that I was just so, because I don't remember much of it. She just said you were so traumatised that literally anyone could have done anything to you at that time. You were uncontrollably shaking that you didn't even really look at him. And I feel terrible when I, when I look back at that. Or think about that. I didn't get that moment of you know when people have their little babies and they go, "Oh my gosh!" Oh, like I had that with Lenny. I did have yeah. that with Lenny, but with Ronnie, I was just in so much shock and didn't know what happened and just felt this heat put onto my chest and didn't even know where to look, shaking so much that I couldn't even hold on to him. Legs were still up, and I was just like just didn't know what had happened. And then they took him away to weigh him and do everything they needed to do. I'd honestly, so strange, but bearing in mind, I had no sort of medication that could have potentially made me slightly out of it or whatever. I'd had nothing. I, I, it was completely blank. I was just in shock. I remember shaking so much that I couldn't, my body was moving off the bed. Yeah. Um, I was just trauma, absolutely traumatised by it, uh, which is the only way I can explain it. I, I don't, th I think also being induced, my body just wasn't ready mm -hmm. at all. The complications on top of that anyway with the pregnancy, but the fact that I was just not prepared for that, that was not, nothing can prepare you for it. They say it, don't they? But yeah. I don't want to put anyone off that listens to this <laughs> because please know my, my baby for some reason was sat somewhere, lodged somewhere completely wrong, I reckon, in my stomach, bless his heart. He got comfortable somewhere, um, very uncomfortable for me, but... Um, yeah, it was, I don't, I don't know, those moments, did you really, like, is it one of those things where... I think it's one of those things that has been built up in this Hollywood-style um, meet-for-the-first-time-eyes-meet-life-makes-sense moments, and actually it's far messier than... Isn't than, it? Yeah, and for some people I think that happens, and for others it's... It just simply doesn't. It happens in a different way or at a different time. It might be something that grows... But your body has done something huge. And actually, like you, I, I didn't have any um, any drugs. And so I, I went down the hypnobirthing route. And But my mind, I felt like I'd taken every single drug known to man. So when my baby was born, I, in many ways, I wasn't there because my no. brain was being fired off in all sorts of, you know, weird and wonderful places. Yeah. 
No, I'm completely with you. I, I I think when I hear some some people's absolute magical, beautiful birth stories, I I love them because I love a birth story. Yeah, so I'd have I love listen all day. Story, but yeah. at the same time, I think, oh, I felt terrible because I was just not an emotional, happy. Oh my gosh, I was just like, what's happened? Like I literally, my mum said she's never seen me so like dead to the world. Like I just was not 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 there, not there. Mm. Um, and I know it's bad when my mum has to literally, she'd come and told me off at one stage as I was pushing. <laughs> Not joking, I was screaming so loud. My mum came up to me at one point, literally like I was 15, went, right, now you listen. Now you listen to the midwife, you need to push when she's like, like this. And I was like, oh, I'm shaking a finger at you. That's what you need. You need your mum's <laughs> whacking finger in your face. That'll keep like, it. Mum, <laughs> I don't need this right now. I was like, what? She was going, no, but I, but I listened because obviously it was my mum. And I did. And it was the best thing she could have done at that time. Um, Jamie Jamie was there soaking my head with with what I wanted. I wanted a wet cloth on my head, right? Yeah. But it felt like all he was doing was holding a dry cloth on my head the whole time. So I was going to him, what are you doing? The cloth is dry. And he was like, the cloth is wet. I was like, it's not. You're making me dry. I need a wet cloth on my face. And he was like, I don't know what else to do. And he's, got his, and he's like literally hanging it under this tab on this seat, coming over to me going, is this wet enough? And then I'm covered. And then all of a sudden he's like washing my face. And I'm like, you're washing me. And he's like, oh, I don't know what to do. So overall, it just was not. And then the midwife, bless her heart, was like, your wife's legs are too strong. I'm quite tall. Yeah, how five, are you? I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm nearly five foot ten, so I'm quite oh, tall. Oh, wow, you are tall, yeah. Yeah, so for me, when I'm pushing, my legs are very quite strong. So the midwife, bless her heart, the one that was in there was like, to Jamie, like, you hold her leg because I can't, and she's pushing and pushing her legs, so you need to just hold her leg. So he's trying to hold this, my leg, and then I'm like, wet my face. <laughs> he's, like, and I'm, he's like, I can't do two things at once. And I'm like, I told you that ages ago. <laughs> So it just wasn't, again, it wasn't this beautiful, <laughs> tranquil moment, birth. Or even this lovely moment between you both. Yeah, no, it wasn't there. It was not there. I literally, at one point, I was like, what are you doing with that cloth? It was like, I'm doing what you're asking. I was like, no, you're not. Don't argue with me. And my mum was looking as if to say, Jamie, just shut up because, bless you, nothing you say is going to be right. You're um, not going to win in this moment. You're not going to win. Anything, he was just... No. <laughs> let I was it go. Like, you, and I was like, are you still seriously trying to point score when I'm giving birth? Like, <laughs> go away. He was like, I can't. I'm holding your leg. Um, but there was one point, I think, which um, triggered it for me. My mum, bless her heart, she... I think she struggled at one point when it was the most painful part of it for me. All of a sudden, she'd gone. And I was like... Where's my mum? And all I could do was see her in the corner of the room facing the wall and her hair just sort of quivering from the oh. back. She'd obviously got to that stage where she was like, I can't help my daughter. And um, that's never happened before, never happened since. Like, we've had that moment of she yeah. just was... And I could imagine me being a bit like that. Obviously, if I, if you see your child in so much pain that you can't do anything about it mm -hmm. and there's that intense scream that you've never heard. Yeah. As a, Obviously, I've not experienced that, but from my, my babies, but even when I hear them cry, if they've fallen over and I know that cry, I'm like, oh, I know what that cry is. Yeah. And my mum, I just remember her being like some like naughty kid that had been sent to the corner <laughs> of the room and she was just standing there like this. I was like, mum, mum. She's going, I can't, I can't at this minute. I can't at this minute. And I was like, Aww. so it actually, every, it hits a lot of people. It's a big thing. And I think... That magical moment of me and Jamie, um, we, we once we held baby and had that moment, it was it was it and was everything amazing, else disappeared. The yeah, cloth everything else was forgotten. The massive row had just been forgotten. Yeah, the wet cloth, the dry cloth. To this day, I still say it was not a wet cloth. Do you still um, argue about it now? Yeah. When it, when... <laughs> yeah, he'll be like, but I just took it to the sink and 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 got it wet and wringed it out a bit. I was like, yeah, but you wringed it out too much, so now it's dry. And now you hold it in the wrong place. And now I can't see. And then my sister, bless her heart, was my birthing partner. Right. Um, my my biggest my big sister. And I never forget. I got hold of her t shirt by the, by the scruff of the neck and her, and her necklace. Um, because I remember thinking, oh no, I can't break it. And I'm going, smack for, smack for, smack for, smack for. And she's going, you're doing it though. I'm like, I can't do this. She's going, but you are. She was. An incredible, and she's an incredible auntie. And uh, to have her there, I would have done the same again if I could have done with Lenny. But obviously yeah. restrictions, and 
and reception rooms, um, it didn't quite happen. I mean, th- <laughs> I mean, both very dramatic, but both very different. Yeah, very different, very different. But I'd do it again. How mad is that? I would do it again. That's, so that's amazing. That's in- that. I, I, I think it's often that thing, isn't it? People kind of, you know, if it's so bad, why do we do it again? There, there's that thing that I hear so often. Um, I think for, I think during my third, I think I was in, in labour, and, and nothing particularly was. And nothing was going wrong, nothing was particularly intense, but I had that moment of, of this is the last time. And it was really fascinating, you know, kind of going... So you get that sort of feeling of, uh, you just know that it's... You know, when I, you I just know... Okay, yeah, my body anymore. wasn't happy with me during pregnancy third time round. So I think, I, I just think I was a bit like, well done, you, you're, you're, you're done, you, you know. You're finished the, now. The shop is yeah. shut after this one. We've had a great ah. time. <laughs> Thanks for shopping. Yeah, thanks for shopping. Don't come everyone. back. <laughs> yeah. The shutters are going down. Yeah. Um, uh, that, that's it. It's that feel. It's just, it's a feeling that you. It's yeah. like I guess when I was like, oh yeah, I'm ready now. Yeah. To have one, it must be the same thing as like one of my best friends said to me. She's got two boys. I said, oh, would you would you want another one? And she said no. And I said, oh, what? what well, not at all. She was like, no, I just know I don't. Yeah. I know I, I just know I don't want to, and and nothing will change my mind. I think you just get to that point. Um, which is really interesting, and I know that I'm not at that point, so I do yeah. know that I would would which love to have another one, which is fun and exciting. It is, yeah. but gee, two, three years, I need, I need some yeah. sleep. Like yeah. I, my my boys still don't sleep through the night, and you know, I, oh, we're I still bed hopping. I don't think there is perfect parenting. I, I don't, I think, don't think. I think, and also, it's all very well for people to judge. But it's you that's behind your closed doors trying to do your best. You know, I've slept in cots. I've slept next to cots. I've slept holding hands. I've, you know, I've, I've slept on the floor. Like, we've, we've done anything and everything. everything. And I just think now, if, if one of the kids wants to jump into our bed and have a little cuddle, well, they just want to cuddle. It's just one of those things as well, like every 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 child is different. And that is what I just find so beautiful because, Ron, if you touch him when you're asleep, then... Mate, all hell breaks loose. Leave him alone. Really? He wants, to, he wants to now. He wants to be. He likes his space to do his thing, yeah. to move about and get himself asleep and do his thing. Whereas Lenny literally wants to be on skin, like he's a skin <laughs> on skin baby, and would eat skin if he could eat it. Like he's <laughs> so polar opposites of each other. Yeah. Um, which again, as as a, I thought when I fell pregnant the second time, oh no, I'm doing now. It's all right. <laughs> what? It's just a whole new thing again, a whole new routines, whole new personalities. Yeah. Everything, everything, whole new judgment. I oh, don't know about Lenny now. either, but for me, my second, there's something about second children that are just like, I felt like mine came in fighting straight away. You know what I yeah. mean, like he knows what he wants and he yes. will, you know, he will focus on that. Like he's driven in a very yeah. different way to the first. Yes, 100%. And do you know what? A lot of my a lot of my followers have, have said to me, they said, Soph, it's it's what you call the second child thing. Like it's mm-hmm. a thing. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. For me with Buddy... Uh, so even though he was second, he was a delayed talker. So he, it took him a while to get chatting. But he still was very much, we knew exactly what he wanted because of everything else. Yeah. And and again, I think with, um, I mean, my first Ron had um, 
speech delay. So mm-hmm. we went through a lot of sort of speech therapy and still go to... My third um, has speech therapy now, Yes, actually. yeah. And, and for me, I... Um, obviously wasn't prepared for that Mm. but I didn't know so when I had Len I didn't know any different so when Len started saying these words that I'd literally waited when I say years years to hear from Ron and I was hearing them I was like I don't I couldn't believe it I was thinking you know how beautiful but at the same time it makes no difference you know at the end of the day they, they they their own time is the perfect time and Ron spoke when he wanted to speak he was just taking it all in and, you know, at the end of the day, if I, if I never had a word from him ever, I knew what he was thinking anyway. Yeah. Mother's, I guess, like you say, mother's instinct, he could look at me, make a sound, and I knew what it meant. And yeah. that's when, um, I think there was a point as well where maybe I, I, I was so protective that I would speak for him too much because I was so worried of him not being understood or getting frustrated that we didn't understand him and I didn't want him to feel like there was something not okay. Yeah. Um, Did you realise so, that there was a delay with his speech? I didn't, actually. It was my health visitor, which... I mean, our health visitors, they're, they're amazing. They're incredible. I've got a really close bond with, with mine, but it's also very cutthroat when you have that one visit where, you know, they come in with this with this piece of paper and they're just sitting there and all you can see is no, 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 no. And you sit there and your heart just crumbles because for them, you know, because mm-hmm. you just think, have I let you down? Like, have, have I, I don't understand. And then as a mother, you're sitting there going, okay, no, maybe he can't say that, but my, but my son can, you should see how he can stack his cups and how he can use, how he does things. His fine motor skills are another level, you know, yeah. like, I just had this huge emotion of sitting there thinking, these crosses, but where are his ticks? Because I know what he, he can, can do, do and what he's capable of. But just because it doesn't fit this criteria of being able to say X amount of words or... It, it was just really intense. And I, I never forget that day I sort of sat there and I was just thinking, it, I would never have known, if I'm honest. I would have just carried on as I was. There was nothing for me. There was nothing that I would have changed, mm-hmm. nothing that I was seeking more from for my boy. I had We had everything we wanted and more yeah, and still do, but there's this form. Is it the two-year check? Uh, two-year check, yeah. yeah. Um, and there's like, and it's like a, I don't know, I just feel like I wanted to shout out to everyone, and I, but I kept it, I, I, I keep sort of that side of things very, very private um, because I feel like it's Ron's, Ron's yeah. story, Ron's, you know. Um, but all I will say is the fact that you know, with parents that have those visits and then sat sit there afterwards in complete tears. Please know you're not alone. Like mm. you're you're really not alone. It's um in my opinion, it's really really cutthroat form. Yeah. Um, and I understand it's for their best interest and to be able to help them and and move forward and give support that as a new mum I wouldn't have recognised that he actually maybe needed at that time as well. Yeah. So it's got all of its ups and downs to it, but. Ron, Ron's words, um, and my followers know because they literally say to me, Sophie's like he's like my nephew, like I absolutely they love him to bits, literally love him to bits, and, and they they they've seen him go from from no words to some words to just all of a sudden these words have come out of nowhere that mm. um that I can't explain, that I just sit there and melt, like I'm I melt. <laughs> and I think I'm not speaking back to you because I don't know what to say right now because I just absolutely can't believe you've just said that. <laughs> And you've just got that feeling, whereas Lenny now is running around shouting, shouting, screaming and saying things he shouldn't be saying. Um, <laughs> Call the poo chat. <laughs> yeah, I've Call got Willie the lot. <laughs> Honestly, I've got the lot. And it's, and it's crazy, but um, but it's beautiful to see them communicate with each other. Like Lenny yeah. really understands Ron's words. And, yeah. and even though some people may not completely understand Ron's sentences as they come out at the moment, Lenny does, which yeah. is absolutely beautiful to see. Because, again, I think it's a bond that just I'm hoping would never, ever be broken. And mm. if they have got each other for life, then yeah. my life and that, goes down. And that is a thing. I think with your child, you understand them. So when I, I was told that that Max might have, um, you know, an issue with his speech, I was like, but I understand him. And his, his, his using, like, forming sentences that are really, you know, <laughs> quite in my mind, mature, but actually it's yeah. how those sentences were being formed in his mouth that were the issue. So other people wouldn't be able to understand him because he had exactly. this thing called backing. So he put he used to put everything at the back of his 
throat and he's you know and speech therapy for kids oh it's just incredible seeing really how is. that is that is done and what those professionals do you know uh, but i i too would not have known anything i just thought that was how he spoke how did you find um the transition from coming out of hospital to going home because that's a massive gear shift isn't it arriving home with a newborn yes so with ronnie i was very very shocked to have given birth and then four hours later i went home whoa yes that's so quick yeah um we, we we had to give birth at um because of my blood condition, it was at a hospital in London that specialises in um, like blood clots and quick fixes for my blood condition. I'm actually under there all the time, under right. the hospital. And we had this room that we went to afterwards, thinking I was going to have to stay in for a bit. They said, oh, you can go home. You can go home soon once you've finished your forms. So it was four hours, four or five <laughs> hours. And I was, I remember I was in the, I was in the car Sitting in the back, obviously, baby with the back. Jamie was driving us home. Mum in the front seat as well, passenger seat, lover. Um, <laughs> and um, I remember just driving back still in absolute agony, obviously, because I'd had the stitches and, and whatnot. Yeah. Thinking, we've got an hour's drive. The bumps, I was going, Jamie, the bumps. Ouch! Like literally trying to hold on for dear life to this little hand at the top of the bed. <laughs> You're almost uh, trying to hover over the seat. I was like, oh no! <laughs> um, thinking that I've got this little baby next to me, just looking at him, thinking, "I'm your mum. Mm. I'm your mum," and I and I can't believe this. And I remember so clearly looking out the window, and every every female that I could see, so every woman that I could see. I just wanted to roll down my window and just say, you're superwoman, man. Like, I had this sort of, like, you do not realise how amazing you are. Like, I just would... Because <laughs> what, what would sort of... What had just happened, my whole my whole outlook on... Life, life yeah. Life, the way I looked at just people, I'm not even joking, even just people changed. Um, I was like... Wanted to just shout down, even to, and to say, like, when I saw a, a bloke, um, a chap walking with his son, I wanted to say, you're incredible, because he's caring for this boy. <laughs> this lady, bless her, was walking. I just wanted to roll down my window to everyone and just go, we've done it. You know, we've, <laughs> like, look at this. What, what's happened? And I was like, yeah, something's, I'm not OK at the moment. I probably should have been back in the hospital. <laughs> Still coming to terms with things. But I just wanted to, I just needed to this urge to tell women that, oh, my gosh, your bodies are incredible own it, you've done it, look at these lives you've created that you yeah. are, you know, or even children that you are caring for, that you're that you're that are in your care, that you are that rely on you, that you are keeping mm -hmm. going. Yeah. Keep smashing it. Like just mm -hmm. keep keep smashing it. And I just remember I just the urge to roll down the window. Jamie was like, are you all right? Because if I imagine if I'd done that, they'd be like <laughs> who is that woman <laughs> i mean they might have just made them feel good and they've been able to take that through the day again yes i am yeah that was my good deed of the day just rolling down a window saying you've got this can you believe what our bodies can do or you've got a vagina it's amazing like literally <laughs> not even joking i had that sort of extreme powerful like oh my gosh we've done it did you stay feeling powerful because those those no. first few weeks, what were they no. like? So the journey home, I felt like superwoman. So 60 minutes. Got home, all of a sudden felt like completely out of my depth. I did not know what I was supposed to do at that point. So, oh my gosh, what do I do now? Mum's like, and then mum's obviously gone home. So it's me and Jamie. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, uh, I'll take him out of the car seat. Like, literally, you're thinking of things now where you're like, I'll chuck him in the car seat, we're going now. But, but, but it, at the time, it consumes every little minute of your mind and the day. So I was like, okay, I don't want to hurt, don't want to push too hard on getting the, him out of the, the car seat, taking the straps off because he's so little. I remember thinking, he was 6'1", so I remember thinking, oh, he's so small. Yeah. Jamie then didn't know... First time dad really did feel comfortable holding him, to be right. honest. He was very, 
very frozen and he was like, I'm going to hurt him. Like, and so we were trying to find a way in which got Name or Jamie to feel comfortable holding him. So I was not only trying to learn myself, but also trying to help Jamie feel comfortable because he was, um, to put it blunt, he was very, before I gave birth and before he came home with Ronnie, he was like, look, I've got, there's loads of kids in the family, I know what I'm doing, it's, it's absolutely, stop worrying about it, it's going to be fine. And he's the first person now to say he didn't have a clue. He all sat himself. He was like, I absolutely have never been so clueless in my life. Mm. Um, and he he hated that. He hated feeling out of control. But I, ha but obviously I had to reassure him that please don't worry because I'm also feeling those nerves. Yeah. Um, he was very like a fish out of water, and he he was getting frustrated. He was like, Why can't I? Why can't I just do this? I thought, you know, all of my mates have got kids, and they're it's all fine. I said, look, don't be hard on yourself. You know, at the end of the day, we're both brand new to this. We didn't know, you know, he was making sure with the nappy, bless him, he put, we put the, he put the nappy on wrong, so we had to take it off. And I'm not joking, I just don't think people understand. Like, when they come home, I think people expect you to just know absolutely everything, read all the books, you're good to go. We just was not. Yeah. We were learning every second of the day from making up a bottle of milk to breastfeeding to trying to work out... Um, like breast pads and pumps mm -hmm. and sanitary towels, like trying There's to sit so down. There's so much newness oh at that time. Oh my gosh, trying to go for a wee. Yeah. I mean, trying to then being petrified to go to the toilet, toilet. And then Jamie trying to bless his heart, shower me down. But we've got Ronnie uh, there who we wanted to keep an eye on. We couldn't sleep. We, we, we were just up looking at him thinking, what do we do now? He's asleep. What do we do? And we're like, right, let's sleep. Like we... We were just completely like fishes out of water, G, if I'm honest. Um, yeah. And it wasn't until wasn't until it got to that point where I started to feel like, okay, I know what I'm doing here, and he's he's doing well, he's putting on weight, and he's he's here, and we're just we're, we're okay, we're safe, and we're yeah. all right, you know. That is literally how we got through the, the days, um, and now. Get your coat on, will ya? <laughs> get, sit still in your car seat. Like, yeah, the, the way things change, and you're, like, trying to get him in, and they're like, I don't want to get in. And you're like, you've got to. We've got to get you to school. And do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the way things change, but I just, It yeah, does change it, so dramatically, and it, it's, it's always strange looking back at those times that are so vulnerable um, that you feel lost in because they feel never-ending. They feel like that is now your world. And actually, literally. it... In the grand scheme of things, you might feel like that for 10 weeks or, you know, but it is, it's, it's a small amount compared to everything else. Has, it really is. It really is. And I think that's, if someone could tell me, my mum did say to me, Soph, um, I promise you this will pass. It, it will pass. And so for this moment in time, you're doing incredible. Just do what you're doing and eventually it will pass and it will just sort of click. And it did. Yeah. Um, and then... I remember the first time I saw Jamie go over to the crib because Ronnie started crying and I deliberately didn't get up first. I sat there um, and he got up and he went over and he he picked him up and he sorted everything, you know, and I was like, it's clicked for yeah. clicked for Jamie as well. I think that's just as important. I think sometimes sometimes the men, bless them, can get, or the fathers can get, not, not forgotten, but it's... He 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 found it really hard, and obviously with our situation, Jamie is a he's a stay at home dad, and he he's at home and he helps me, and mm. he works with me, and we are. He's not out of the house all day, so where I would be working, and he would be taking on some of the roles that technically they say, oh, the mother, you know, yeah, the woman the, the woman of the house should be doing. I can't stand that. Mm -hmm. It was really important for Jamie to feel that click, and when he did, he he knew it, and he's just flown ever since he is the most incredible man and the most incredible father I, I, I could ever wish for ever wish for for the boys mm. um and I just hope that for any I don't know mum's dad's carers listening to this that they know that 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 beginning part is so daunting petrifying actually yeah but you are their mummy and daddy for a reason and yeah. uh and they they're, ha they're they're safe when they're with you and that's 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 that Absolutely. If you could write a letter on motherhood, it's a big, big old topic. Uh, 
Who would it be to and what would you say? Oh, my gosh, that is a good one. I like to get people really relaxed in the podcast and then just, you know, hit them with something that makes them go, ah! <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Um, if I'm honest, I think... I think I would write it from sort of myself to hand to my children, mm -hmm. I think. So, because... Actually, it's quite strange you've asked this. So I've, for, for Christmas, I bought my dad um, on Amazon a little book called um, Granddad's Story. Right. And in this book, it's empty. It's, it's empty, but all there is is there are questions on every page about him. So it could be, what was your pets? What was your pet's names when you were little? What job did you have? What sort of school did you go to? What was your neighbours like? Yeah. Um, what, like, just his, like, literally, it's like an interview and the reason I bought him that is because he loves to he loves to talk about himself, my dad. Bless his heart. <laughs> loves it. But he likes to, as he's retired now, um, he sits down a lot and likes to read and likes to, to, to watch YouTube and research and things. So I said, Dad, I said, I bought you this book that I would absolutely love for you to complete. It might be one page a week or a month or yeah. whatever, but when it's finished with, I will have a letter or a book as such on, on my dad, on granddad, that we can all read, that questions we may not have never thought to have asked yeah. or things we'd never have known. And there's one page that he has completed that he's actually sent me a screenshot of, which told me about a cat that he had and that he was a little boy in the street, uh, the lo most loved little toddler in his, in his close that used to <laughs> knock on all the neighbours' houses. They used to give him sweets, like things that I just never knew. Yeah. And even just reading that one page, I can't wait to read the rest. So I feel like I'd want to do something like that to hand down to my boys or to my family. So if there's ever a day where they would think, oh, we would never, we'd never know. I don't know. Yeah. It's there. So yeah. something like that. I, I mean, love I don't that. Know, yeah. I don't know if that was a really weird present to buy. My dad was like, opened this book. He's like, there's nothing in there. I was like, no, because it's going to be a story of you. Yeah. That I'm going to have to hand down with all the questions in it. And they're the most random questions when I tell you, G. Honestly, some of them are like, uh, what, your, what, what was your first time that you went out and got drunk? <laughs> um, so, but I mean, for my kids, even when we're old, just be able to read that. And, yeah. You know, God but those little facts as well, it's like one of those scenes, isn't it? At some point, we all know it's a fact of life. People won't be around to give those answers, to, exactly. you know, share those facts. And, and they get forgotten. So forgotten. it's nice in, in a way for, for your dad to be able to sit down and think about that. Think about his life, yeah. especially now he's retired. Think about his life and all those different moments. You know, it's, there's something really um, therapeutic, I think, in and cathartic, I think, in looking back. Um, but also knowing that you know you'll be on the receiving end of all that information is yeah. is amazing. It's like giving someone rather than a letter. It's like giving someone an encyclopedia of your life. Yeah, yeah, you that's, know, and that's what I mean. Bits. Something. Yeah, and it's one of the, he said to me, he said, it's one of the best things I've ever received. And I said, in which way? He said, because he said, like you said, as morbid as it may sound, which obviously you don't want it to be, but he, he, he said himself to think that there'll be a time that I would never be able to maybe answer a question that you had or that no one would ever know because I've obviously lost my grandparents, my dad's parents, so you mm. can't ask, you know, other generations or whatever. I've read what one of the pages that he's completed so far and learned things that I never knew. Yeah. It, it, literally, it could be about this pet cat that he had that I didn't... I know it's so minor, but I can't wait. I would do something like that. Um, yeah. And for it to be there for for, for my boys uh, my and, you know, anyone to, to read that would want to read it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, or to hand down to grandchildren, to great-grandchildren, but... I'm so pleased I bought that uh, and I can't wait. I actually am really excited to read his next page. Like, I'm like, Dad, have you done another page yet? He's like, no, not yet. And I'm like, well, come on. I want to <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what happened when you got drunk for the first time or your first little, <laughs> like, you know, just, just, just fun stuff. His first yeah. car, his first, when he passed his driving test, stuff that sometimes you don't really actually sit and talk about because you think, oh, it's in the past. You might yeah. talk about things right now, but I really find beauty and importance in memories mm. which again which is why this means welcome to hinch farm means so much to me because this literally is that for me yeah um it's just a book of pure memories and fun uh, uh but, but again a story behind it that i'm hoping can really really help others when it comes to change happening with with, with youngsters um yeah. 
And yeah, I hope that answers the question. I've no, gone it off, does. I've gone off. It does. It does. Um, and then we finish the podcast with you completing three sentences. The right. first one is okay. being a mum means. Everything to me. Since having children, <laughs> I... Don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> but it's like, I think we always, like... I think we we look at change as a negative thing, but you can't have children and not change in some way. And there's no way that we can be who we were pre-children once children are in our lives. Like, our focus, 100%. our drive, everything is different. You know, and everything. I think, I think, you know... Often I, I'm just basically a very dishevelled version of who I was before. That's how I feel. Honestly, <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. Some days I wake up and I go, oh dear, since when did this happen? And I'm like... I've, got, I've got to say, actually, I loved... Um, I don't know if it was after Ronnie, but for a long time you used a filter that was kind of like... Um, the, the granny. White. Yes, I loved yeah, that. I was still love it. I've got an alpaca one now that I use that I love. Um, I've, got, I've got a granny one that I use, Roller Rants, and I've got um, an alpaca one that I use called Rita, right? My followers love them. They're just a bit of fun. <laughs> yeah. Mix things up, but... Um, it's just literally just, it, it gives me a way in which I can really say how I'm feeling without yeah. having my face. Again, it's one of those things, something I guess I've got to work on myself, but it's it's still me, but it's not me at the same time, you yeah. know? So, yeah. but um, it's fun. But yeah, I, I'm in shock. Some days I look and I think, wow, that, that's happened when didn't even notice. You'd think that such a huge change, you would have felt something or something <laughs> would have happened for you to just be like, go from A to Z. And I literally have in myself, I feel. But, uh, <laughs> well, you haven't from the, from where I'm standing, you absolutely haven't gone from A to Z. You, oh, you're, good, you're good, you're <laughs> good. Uh, and finally, I'm happy when? I'm at home with my family and my animals. <laughs> <laughs> How did the kids cope with the animals, by the way? Were they, was everything kind of... Did, did, were they fearful of them at first? Are they and now are they so blasé about them. No, do you know what? Honestly, Ronnie has always had a way with animals that I cannot explain. Like when we used to go to little farms, and when we he used to, he expresses himself. He used to obviously with his speech delay as well at the time. Ronnie's happiness was with animals. I'm yeah. like literally, he would he could sit with a dog, with a cat, a rabbit even in with the little sheep at one of the little local petting farms and just be so happy. His face would just light up. He'd want to do their hay, their no. water. He'd want to care for them. Yeah. Um, so when we got our alpacas, um, I actually went to visit them a few times with the boys before we brought them home to introduce them mm-hmm. um, and for them to get used to this sort of kind of animal. Um, yeah. And they loved them. And also I wanted the three boys that I've got now, the, my alpacas, to get used to me. Yeah. So um, we were going to see them from when they were babies. Uh, so when we could finally bring them home, it it felt like they'd just come home as opposed yeah. to, oh, we've bought these pets and now we've got to look after them. Yeah. Um, Ronnie absolutely loves the routine with the animals as well. Um, he loves, he knows where their hay is, their feed is. I, I kid you not, at he's three, and if I was to open the door, and, it, and if, if I could, if it was safe enough without all of the big tools and whatnot, he would know exactly how to care for every animal we have, mm. where everything is, how much food they have, water, everything at three. Um, and he absolutely loves it. He loves every morning. I'll be, Mummy, I do uh, pack-a-poo. Like, Sorry, <laughs> Mummy, go, go clean pack-a-poo. He wants us to go and clean up. Because he knows in the morning I do all the alpaca poo, pick yeah. it all up, and get it all together, put it in the compost heap. Yeah. But he likes to do it with me, so oh. it's like our thing. But he yeah. knows and he enjoys it. And being outside, I love him. I love him being outside. Yeah, and getting dirty, not necessarily covered in poo, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I love him outside in the fresh air, getting dirty, getting stuck in, raking the hay. I've managed to find him little lightweight, lightweight spades and like little child-friendly things that they so they can really get involved. Yeah. Um, even filling up the water buckets with the hose, he loves it. And the, the two of them have got so much confidence around them. They love it. Um, and we are, uh, haven't as mentioned this yet, but we are actually getting three new fur babies in the summer. Are um, you? Yes. Uh, I'll leave the surprise as to what they are. They're not <laughs> alpacas. They're not dogs. Um, they're not goats. They're not pigs. Um, but we have three <laughs> new babies 
come in in the summer. Yeah, so I'm really excited for the boys to 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 again to have some some even more animal life to enjoy because that's where that's where, that's where they love to be. They love yeah. to be outside, and and the chickens we rescued are honestly they look so different now. Oh, they, they I've, I've heard so, that oh they can become gosh. quite. They can. It's quite a sight when they arrive sometimes, but the change. Awful, you know, awful. Mm. So uh, the British Welfare Hen Trust yeah. is, is amazing. So we rescued the three girls, brought them home. They had literally no feathers, non-existent, and their combs were just like more or less white mm. at the top. And I had to look a lot into caring for chickens because I've never had them in my life. So I was really worried about just being able to keep them alive, if I'm honest. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Um, but I can actually see them from here. Um, mm. they, they're They're huge. They're absolutely huge. All of a sudden, they're just these feathery balls. Um, like their bums are all feathery. Their combs are like fluorescent red. And I'm just, oh. I'm just like, to see that, to see that happen, yeah, is so rewarding that I just want to do it again with more animals. Yeah, so Jamie's yeah. like, look, calm down, calm down. And this other little patch of land has come up behind the back of us, and I'm right. like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Jamie's like no and I'm like but we could put some more animals on there <laughs> so yeah lots more to come hopefully at Hinch Farm um, and well, I I'm cannot excited. wait I cannot <laughs> wait to see it Sophie thank you so much for joining me today Oh, thank you. It's been beautiful. so nice. Oh, I've loved it. It's like we just had a nice little natter. Thank you. Yes. No, thank you. I don't. I don't go to any mum and mum and baby clubs or mother clubs. So it's nice to have a nice chat and not feel like I'm absolutely losing it and it's and it's not normal. So <laughs> this is the one place thank you can you. come. It's definitely normal. It's all fine. Yeah. Oh, bless you, Dave. Thank you. Thank, thank, you. thank you for having me as well. I'm so so grateful. Um, oh, not at all. And thank I hope you for giving us time. <laughs> oh, I, honestly, I've loved it. I loved it. I um, I'm going to read it to the kids tonight. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.